It's Monday, April 27th, and we have barbecue, barbecue, 12,634 days in quarantine. Roby's going to stutter, and Scott's going to tell us about his week. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm joined by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, it feels like a Monday. It is a Monday. But it really feels like a Monday. This it is, doesn't this even feel like a Monday. Things we should know is it's my brother's birthday today, so happy birthday to Rhodes. Happy birthday, Rhodes. It's How do you think he's celebrating? I hope he's celebrating. I don't know. He's kind of, he's he's pretty low key. He probably is having a great celebration. Who you got all the you you got all the key in your family. Yeah, well, I got all ever. I got a lot of the key. <laughs> that is that is definite. I don't know. He's probably having a beer. He likes them really cold and really light. Bahaim to Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> or happy birthday. Or happy birthday. <laughs> I'm not even take it. Um, How so, are you doing, Scott? Well, just to reset. Oh, thank you for asking. Just to reset for the people that are listening. This is, I think, our third or maybe fourth podcast we're doing over Zoom. So Roby and I obviously are no longer in the same room doing this. We are looking at each other through our laptops. Ruby's on her he's back deck. furry. He kind of looks I, like he's attached a possum to his face. I'm a little furry. I haven't <laughs> shaved. I think I was, I'm going to try to shave. I'm going to try and not shave until I actually get back into the newsroom at CBS 6. I'm not sure when that's going to be. It's going to get like round. My beard is round, and that's the only part of me that's becoming rounder as I stay home and eat my way through this uh, quarantine. So what are you eating? Well, first, now let's not talk about what you're eating, because okay. Scott, I really like to talk about you quickly. Aw, you're sweet. As the people know that your day job is like pretty much in the newsroom, um, other than the amazing time you get to spend with me so woohoo but like always you can't all spend all the time with me so we know that some of your time is well most of your time is not great right now so how are you doing like mentally yeah it's been tough um so i mean it's been tough for everybody it's not exclusive to obviously journalists or, or people that are working a lot of people are out of work and that's super tough and mentally straining as well so uh, I definitely feel blessed that I'm still able to get up every morning and go to work. You know, work is it's a stressful job under the best circumstances. It's super stressful, obviously, under these circumstances. Um, one of my weaknesses is being able to kind of separate um, work life from life life. So at least when I'm going into the newsroom, like, and when I leave the newsroom, there's like that physical like work is over now I'm going to go home and not work anymore, even though I still am working from home. Uh, whereas now it's, you wake up, you roll downstairs, you start working and then you just don't stop. Cause there's always something happening. It's, there's always something that can be done. There's always an article that can be edited. There's always a headline that can be tweaked. There's always a coworker who wants the picture changed on the website or the wording changed. There's always a viewer or a reader who has a question. That's what we're here for, obviously, and that's why we do what we do. It's 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 part of the job, but that job literally never, it can it can literally never stop unless you're willing to shut down the computer and walk away. You know, we have a a, a three a four person team that does the web for Channel Six, and we're all we're all just working, man. And there's not a lot of relief, um, so we're trying to like pick each other up when one of us needs a day or needs a few hours in the day. You know, it's. I appreciate you asking. We're 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 doing 
you know, as best we can in the circumstances. And the company that we work for is really supportive and uh, they understand like what their employees are going through, I think. How about you? What's, what's your, uh, what's your work day like these days? Mostly because I'm in employment and honestly, and I hate to say this because everybody's pretending like things are amazing, but nobody's hiring. I mean, I want people to hire. I'd love people to hire our employees, but they're not hiring because nobody knows how long this is going to happen or, or when the end might actually start to trickle the light from the tunnel in or however that may be. And so mostly my days are bugging people who don't have the answers themselves. I just feel annoying now, mostly. I mean, I am annoying. I mean, I know I'm annoying. You, are, Most people find me pretty annoying, but like, I find me annoying now, and usually <laughs> I don't find myself that annoying, but it's just... We just gotta try to be as positive and find those moments of light where we can, and I found a moment of light recently. I can't... I. I loved, you know what, if you could get more of that in a bottle, I'd yeah. take it. You're, you're referring to Ronnie Logan, I the am. owner of Ronnie's Original Barbecue out in Verina. You and I, I don't know if you had met Ronnie before we, we met him together last uh, summer, but you and I went out to Verina last summer, I don't know, around five, and we had quite an experience at, at Ronnie's Original. We danced, we sat in a sauna, like, like a rib <laughs> or Ronnie's office, whatever yeah, you want to so call Ronnie's it. office, but I mean, it's warm in there because they're doing all of the, the smoking and stuff around you. We watched his DJ. Yep. We met his family. Snacks. We met his family. His whole family works there. Yes. We met his family and his cousins. So just to but, recap, um, CBS six and Roby and, and I are, are doing a, a segment called we're open where we highlight businesses, a lot of restaurants, to be honest, uh, that are remaining open and safely serving their customers during uh, the pandemic. Uh, Ronnie's shut down in March when all this kind of hit, and it took them a couple of weeks to kind of figure out their plan. So uh, when they reopened earlier in April, I gave Ronnie a call over Zoom, and we talked about how he's handling the pandemic and why he decided to get back in business. I saw that when um, the virus first started coming into Virginia and they uh, asked the restaurants to take precautions, you guys made the immediate decision to to kind of shut down for a little bit. What was behind that decision? One thing we tried to figure out, when it came out, it was, you know, everybody was so excited and stuff and all. And then we had to figure out how to do this thing right. You know, when it first started, a whole lot of the guidelines went out, you know, like the social distancing and and this and that, and, and the way our place was set up, it's not like a lot of places in the city. We don't have, we in the country, we don't really have curbs. <laughs> so so we, uh, we looked at it for a few weeks and, 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 and came up with a, with, a, with, a, with a way to do it. And uh, the only difference for us, it's a lot more walking because, you know, we got such a large parking lot, you know, our parking lot probably shuts four or 500 feet long and the cars be lined up that far. You know, we have six, seven, eight cars in a line coming through, you know, so, you know, that's, 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 you know, the hardest thing, especially on me with, you know, I'm an older fella and, and, and the walking's a little hard, but my, but my little, but the family, the younger family members, they, they take up the slack from me. I remember you have a lot of younger family members employed, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't let the, ki- the little kids come, you know, the little kids, the, the, you know, the kids like in college, they came back. But we try to, you know, protect the babies, man. <laughs> Tell me about the way it's set up. If someone wants Ronnie's barbecue, what, what do they have to do? Oh, okay. yeah, the way it's set up, you come in off the Route 5 side, they're facing Route 5 is the driveway, and you pull up to the front door with a, got a tent, a 10 by 10 tent sit right at the front door, which that gets you away from the building a little bit, you know, like 10 feet. And then when you come up, if you ordered online and all, you got a, your name and you got an order number. You just give that to us and we bring the food out to you and sit it in, in, in the passenger side of the car. And then bam, you're on your way. Did you have online ordering before this? Not really. We had Grubhub, but we didn't have the online ordering. I'm not going to call you an old timer. I would not do that to you. Uh, I know you've seen a lot in your, in your, in your life. Yeah. How, are you, how would you describe what's going on right now? It's, it's something it's, it's, uh, to a lot of younger people, it's something new. You know, when I was a kid, they didn't even have the vaccination for polio. <laughs> I remember in, in elementary school, we would line up and they would give us the polio vaccine on sugar cubes. You know, that's how far back I go, and I remember that, you know. But I believe, you know, it'll take time. They'll find a vaccine for this, you know, and to get it back under control. But um, as humans, we just got, man, we got to protect that planet, man. We got to, you know, God gave us something to, 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 to do here and gave us this beautiful place to live. And we have to, we got, man, we need to start looking at or taking care of it. Man, I don't know if you're a parent or not, but... The, one of the most important things you got is your offspring. We need to protect our kids, man. So was that part of the part of your decision to come back to, to reopen the restaurant to make sure that you had something for for the family? That too, and and this community, man, it, it's been so good to us and the people. It's almost to me, it was like an obligation to me to open back up for for my customers and all because down here it's. It's almost like a food desert in this area. This is a bedroom community. We're not near the malls and, 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 and things like that, uh, that got a whole lot of you know, fast food or nothing. Uh, down, down this end of the county, it's, it's real rural. You know, and, and, and the people, when you open back up, the people are so good by coming by and supporting us. You know, I, I just got a, a feeling that I, I need to be here for them you know, because um, still people working, and I'm pretty sure people getting tired of cooking at the house, and they need to, they need to, you know, they need to get out, you know, because you go stir crazy, man. You got to do, you know, change the scenery, everything. You can't. It's hard just to sit up in this house and, and day in and day out, and not even go outside. You know, uh, that's some of the things I'm thinking that the, not only the, the sickness, but the mental thing this thing gonna do to people by, by being cooped up in the house. So let's talk about your food for a second. Are you doing a regular menu? Are you, are you doing all your Yeah, menu? we're doing basically regular menu, but what we're doing, we're not cooking as much at a time until we get a feel for this thing. You know, um, you know, this past weekend, you know, we sold out. This week we get buying a little more and see how, you know, how that do. And, uh, cause, you know, 
one of the things I don't want to happen is they have a bunch of food here and maybe they have, they may shut everything down, you know, and we don't want to be left with a bunch of food in the refrigerator or freezer that we might lose, special things like, um, you can't, you know, you can't freeze fresh greens and some of these other things that we have on hand here. We don't mind if you run out because we, because what we're doing, we, we're cooking the exact same amount each, each one of those three days right. until we sell out. One last question. Do you have a message for your, for your community, for your, for your fans? Something you want yeah, to talk about? I, I really do. I really do. Um, I want to tell them thank you for the support and I love them. And we're going to get through this. And those praying people out there, pray for comfort and healing of this thing, man. The, the comfort is for, for, for our mindset, for us to, to get through these, these rough times. And because a lot of families have lost some loved ones, man. They pray, pray for them. Pray for them, you know, to, to, to for the comfort of the ones that lost loved ones. And, uh, and, and pray for, for the healing of the community and, and for this thing to be over with. And, and pray for our leaders, man. Really pray for our leaders. That they they, they 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 make wise and just decisions, you know, wise and just decisions, you know, that they we need to pray for. Because prayer, prayer, man, changes things. Did you guys do mac and cheese on Sunday? You got the mac and cheese on Sunday. Yep, yep, we're still doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. Yes, man. <laughs> Thank you for your time, sir. Take care of that beautiful family of yours, okay? Okay, partner. Nice seeing you again. Listening to Ronnie just puts a smile on your face, doesn't it, Roby? I just want some barbecue. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because we have even more barbecue to bring you right now. We're going to go from Eastern Henrico down to the Tri-Cities, where I had the pleasure of speaking to Tom McCormick. Do you know Tom? I don't know Tom. I know his family, the owner of Trapezium, Dave. That's his brother, I believe. Yep, maybe his brother. Yeah. I, um, I don't, I don't want to make them brothers if you're not. You know how like the everybody makes the Croxons of um, Rappahannock brothers when they're not brothers. Well, Tom and Dave, brothers, cousins, uncles. I think they're brothers. Anyway, they uh, Tom owns Saucy's Barbecue, which is one's in Petersburg and one is in Hopewell. Have you been to Saucy's before? I have. I've been to the walk up. Now they're right drive through. Yeah, so it's Tom McCormick, and um, I'm the owner of Saucy's Barbecue in both Petersburg and Hopewell. I've been to one of the Saucy's before. I think I've been to the one in Petersburg. There was like a, sure. a stand, a stand outside, and then there was yeah. Like so, so we started in a in a shipping container back in right. 2010, and we served out of this eight by twenty shipping container for five years. Then we opened the Petersburg interior location called that was called Saucy's Walk Up. Now we have Saucy Sit Down, which is the restaurant in Petersburg, and we also have Saucy's Sit Down in Hopewell. Um, so tell, talk a little bit about how things have changed for you guys in the last month or so. Yes, well, obviously we're doing all takeout, but um, one of the really cool things that's happened is, I, I don't know how many people knew we had a drive-through in Hopewell, but they do now, you know, like everything in Hopewell is happening through the drive-through now. So um, there's no there's no walk up into into Hopewell and pick up food. It's all through the drive through. There's some walk up happening in at the Petersburg location, but it's it's all it's all pick up now. Obviously, so it's been crazy. I mean, like we were situated for pick up all along, 
but now it's just a lot of bulk food, obviously. It's just lots of bulk, bulk, bulk food. So we're cooking a lot of food and we're selling a good amount of food. It wasn't too big a change for us because we were doing, we had our, our systems down for takeout. Um, but again, like if there's, if there's a silver lining in any of this, it has to do with, I think, Hopewell. People now know we have a really nice drive-through, so. How many folks do you employ and how many have you been able to, to keep during this? Uh, during um, we are, we've been able to keep probably half of our staff. Now the other half, um, we still have them, I guess, employed, but um, we haven't been able to give them hours. Um, but uh, I think overall we have about somewhere right around 40 to 45 employees total. So, you know, you, gotta, you know, a lot of our, our wait staff, we've been using as many of our wait staff as we can, but really there's, there's no ability for that in Hopewell at all. And uh, the wait staff in Petersburg has really stepped up and they're the ones who are running the front of house and taking all the orders via phone. Um, we're doing a lot. We, we finally got our website up to where people can order online. So that's a big deal. That's been, that's been another silver lining. So. What have been some of the more popular orders I mean, racks of ribs flying out, you know, I mean, you know, full racks flying out. We have things called like the family pack, which is a, a pint of pork and uh, uh, chicken leg quarters. And, and it's, again, it's a lot of bulk, a, a lot of bulk food going out the door. Talk to us about some of the things that you, that you guys are doing to, to make your experience a little different than others, perhaps. Well, you know, one of the neat things that's come about, which I hope it stays after this whole thing passes, is our ability to sell beer out of the drive through window. I mean, you know, people, you might not think that that, like, that's a pretty big deal. I don't, I don't know how old you are, but I know that back in the day, you know, you go to North Carolina, you could do the brew through thing. It's a pretty big thing down there. And it seems like Virginia's finally caught up because of all that. I just sold a growler of a trapezium white beer uh, through the window. That's neat because my brother owns trapezium. And it's, 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 it's cool to be able to sell his beer through the window. And people are really into that. It's kind of a neat thing. It's a family um, affair in the Tri-Cities. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And, um, but then, you know, there's, um, we've just been trying to think of some neat specials to do, and that's where this whole thing came about, was the whole rack and roll idea. I think I was mentioning that uh, somewhere out in, um, somewhere out in, uh, on the West Coast, I think someone beat us to the punch. Our, our pit master, Eric Wolfgang, wanted to do a rack of ribs and a roll of toilet paper. And I think somewhere, some, someone somewhere uh, beat him to the, beat him to the punch within like 24 hours for that. So we're musicians. Um, I have been playing music for a long time and, and uh, Eric's a musician, I'm a musician. And uh, I had an album that I put out some time ago and um, I've got a few copies of it around. So we decided to do rack and roll and use my album as the roll part of it. And then uh, we sell a third rack of ribs and two sides. And then we include a copy of my album in there, which is kind of nice. Cool. Let's people know, you know the other side of our business and who we were before we started. So how are things going to change for Saucy's in the coming weeks, months, and even if things, but once they get back to normal, what do you, what kind of changes do you think uh, we'll see? Well, so that, you know, I hope for us business goes berserk. I mean, cause you know, we had shied away from DoorDash and Uber Eats and even again from online ordering because it, feel, it felt like with the staff that we had, we could kind of, we could, you know, in this business, it always feels like everything's always urgent, right? Like, it happens very quickly within an hour, you know, the lunch hour and then the business and a dinner hour. So I hope to hold on to those things. It's going to be, I'm curious to see how much online ordering keeps up and should we keep uh, DoorDash? Should we keep Uber Eats? You know, that's, uh, those are the questions about how, how will we change if we open up the, the, 
when we open up the sit down portion of things again, will we still be taking those big orders online? So. Any final messages for the folks in the Tri-Cities who maybe haven't? Who haven't never been here? Yeah. Oh man, I, you know, I'll tell you, I was talking to someone at the police station the other day here in Hopewell. She said, I've been here for 30 years. I didn't know you were there. She's like two blocks away. I hope they come, I, you know, I, I hope that, uh, I don't know how this, I guess with our name being out there now on Uber Eats and a few other things, uh, maybe getting in the news every once in a while, people will continue to find out we're here. But um, keep coming. You know, we, we've been here, we, we did not shut down. We don't plan on shutting down. And uh, so keep coming and giving us a try. I know there's a ton of barbecue places out there, but I think we're top notch. I mean, we just found out we're in Virginia Living's uh, top barbecue restaurants again, which is cool. We found that out Congratulations. today. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So I have something to read to you. <laughs> oh, Lord. So this is really, it's, a, it's cute. It's cute. Okay. Dude, Jay Burnham. I don't know if you remember Jay. He was the, uh, the voice of the Richmond Squirrels. Also VCU basketball. He did that. Um, they have moved. I'm not even going to tell you where they're moving. They've moved because I'm so upset that they're gone. That hopefully they'll come back. Because, you know, my opinion is the one that matters. Anyway, his wife Cheyenne sent me a text message. And she says, Scott, and this is wild. Okay. So I fell asleep last night listening to a podcast, and I thought I dreamt Jay was recording a podcast with you. But this morning, Jay was like, I heard you listening to Ruby and Scott's podcast this morning. It was really good. I, she said, I guess my subscription switched over to you guys, and it played for a few hours. That's why we saw a spike in numbers. I was wondering That's where they exactly came from. exactly what it is. I thought we were big in Japan or something. I was wondering where that viral traffic came from. We're big in the Burnham's household. <laughs> Cheyenne. Yeah. Wait, I should probably talk to her, like, my sultry tones. Maybe she's sleeping right now. Hey, Cheyenne. Hey there, Cheyenne. Thank she you dreamed of something delicious. Uh, in the delicious. place want you to come back to Richmond from. Exactly. So we've, we've had a lot of barbecue today, Roby. Want to have some dessert, Cheyenne? I mean, Roby. <laughs> Are you ready for some dessert? Diane, how do you feel about ice cream? <laughs> Gelati Celeste. You're doing it again. I can cut that out. That's no, no, don't. ASMR ice cream is good. <laughs> My name is Steve Rosser. Uh, I'm the president and owner of Gelati Celeste ice cream here in Richmond. And when did you become the president and owner? I bought the company in 2010. So talk to me about what kind of adjustments you've made, both financially and safety-wise, in your, in your locations to respond to yeah, this. I'm really uh, just so proud of our team. Uh, we have not furloughed or laid anyone off to date and don't have any plans to do that. Uh, we have asked a few employees to stay home uh, because they're in a higher risk situation, uh, but we are still compensating them while they're at home. Uh, we have been using the Virginia Department of Health. They have a coronavirus hotline, and we call them when we ask them about specific situations and risk, and they're providing counsel to us on who should work and who shouldn't work. Uh, we have transformed our business. Um, we are now a complete curbside 
take home portion kind of business. Remind me how many locations you, you own and how many employees total that you, uh, that you well, that's, employ? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we currently have six and one half stores. <laughs> six locations, uh, one in Virginia Beach, five in Richmond. Uh, we were halfway through construction on a brand new store down in the Swift Creek area in Chesterfield County. Uh, we've put that on pause, so uh, construction is about 50% complete on that project. And about how many people do you employ? Employees. Uh, we are a seasonal employer. In the wintertime, we had uh, about 95 employees. That's full-time and part-time. Uh, in the summer, we'll peak out at about 165 employees. Now, second only to the flavor ice cream that you guys put out, the, the, my second favorite part of Gelati Celeste is, is the smell when you walk in the place, the smell of the uh, waffle cones, I think is what yeah. I smell first. Um, obviously that's not gonna be a thing for a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about what curbside pickup means in the ice cream world. Yeah, we've come a long way. Um, we're only selling two portion sizes. We sell pints and we sell quarts. Uh, we brought in some technology that we could process orders with customers and it, it didn't require any uh, employee to uh, customer contact. Uh, we uh, were not accepting cash as a payment, it was all credit card. We still have that technology in place, but we've now moved to online ordering. So customers can go to our website, uh, pick the store, they wanna pick up the product, uh, they place the order, they pay, um, they get an email back confirming the purchase and then they pull up to the curb, give us their name and we just hand them the bag and off they go. Have you had to scale back your flavor menu at all throughout this? Yeah, yeah good question. Um, we normally have 36 flavors available uh, for customers when they come in our store. Uh, we now have anywhere from 10 to 12 flavors available on a daily basis. Uh, so we've scaled back greatly and that's, in, that's primarily uh, we're packaging up pints and quarts now in our in our central kitchen that takes more time so we just had to cut back on the flavors uh, in order to make enough ice cream now is that decision made based on sales or based on how did you decide who, who made the cut and who, who got left aside yeah another good question um we you know we certainly look at the popularity of flavors but we're also trying to have something for different groups of people you know, there's some folks that like chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, and that's all they're going to eat. So we have those. So even though vanilla is not our top seller by any stretch, we always have that flavor available because it's real popular, particularly with children. Uh, we've got a couple of other flavors that we rotate in that are a little more for the adventurous uh, palates. Um, so we try to provide an assortment that meets most needs. Uh, we don't have it every day, but we also have a dairy-free uh, product available from time to time as well. Now, I know you're tracking sales, uh, so tell me what is the ultimate flavor for this situation right now? What are you selling the most of? What's the ultimate we have comfort a flavor? Food? We have a flavor called Just Ask. Uh, it's white chocolate ice cream. It has peanut butter and Oreo cookies, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, because we've consolidated our flavor assortment to 10, the Just Ask flavor is far and away number one, and we are struggling to keep up with it. It's really popular. How has your involvement as an owner and a manager been, how has it changed over the last few weeks? I know I'm guessing a lot of your employees are, are younger, the ones in the stores anyway. Um, how, how are you managing them both as employees and as people throughout this, this crisis? Yeah, that's a, a, another great question. Um, and, and I think probably every owner would have the same answer. 
um, up until this past Sunday, which was Easter Sunday, I worked 26 straight days and they were long days. Um, everyone's, I think every owner's probably doing that. Um, and a lot of my job was around uh, leading the innovation uh, that we had to accomplish in order to stay in business. Uh, but then also just communication, constant communication with employees. So my presence in the stores, uh, I'm in every store every day. Um, I write emails every morning, giving the entire company an update on what happened the previous day. People just want to know how are things going? What are we doing? What kind of change can we expect? And um, are we safe? Are we keeping our employees safe? Are we making it a safe place for customers? So that's a constant dialogue that never stops. So you mentioned working 26 days in a row. How are you, how are you doing emotionally and mentally throughout all of this? Um, right now I'm doing great. Um, our, we're in a great spot. The routines, we're, actually we're starting to operate in a, in a much more defined and predictable routine, so it's a lot easier. I think like everybody, I had my ups and downs. I had doubts about uh, whether we should stay open, whether we should close. Uh, I had concerns about being able to keep everybody on the payroll because, again, that's, that's been the most stressful thing of all is doing everything we can to keep paychecks flowing. And uh, my team has just been fantastic. Um, uh, we have applied and have been approved for the um, relief program called the Paycheck Protection Program, which gives us a little more sense of comfort. I literally almost cried when, um, when I got notification of that. And, and I'm going to plug a bank called Village Bank. Um, they did an unbelievable job processing this and giving us the reassurance that we'll be in business for a long time. You guys do a really good job. Uh, with making events out of like certain days, like ice cream day, chocolate day, things like that. What's yeah. the event going to be like at your stores when the governor says it's safe to go back to the way things were? You know, Scott, uh, and again, another great question. I don't know what normal is going to be when restrictions are lifted. I don't know if people are going to want to congregate or not. So we're going to have to get a sense of what our customers' expectations are and plan around that. Uh, I can't think of anything better if we could just say it's back to back to normal, back to business as usual. But I don't anticipate that. But um, we'll talk about it. We'll get us. We'll talk to customers and get a sense of really what they uh, want from us in terms of their ice cream treat, and uh, develop the right kind of programs to fit that. Um, I spend a lot of time on the curbs talking to customers, and every time I thank them for supporting us. They look at us in the eye and they say, thank you for being here. Um, you know, this is a nice little treat, a nice little uh, welcome relief from all the stress that's out there. I think ice cream is a comfort food. I think anyone that's in this category understands that. So the support from Richmond has just been tremendous. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful experience for us. Great. That's, that's great, Steve. I appreciate your time today, sir. Scott, thanks so much. Nice chatting with you. Do you have a favorite flavor? Do you have a favorite flavor of gelati Celeste, Roby? Okay, so I'm the is worst. Celeste or is it Celeste? I always call it Celeste, but it might I be Celeste. Gelati Celeste. Yeah, all right. Or Celeste Gelati. No, 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 it's not that. Gelati Celeste? Definitely is that. Well, definitely could be that. <laughs> definitely. 75% <laughs> is one of those. Do you have a favorite flavor? Vanilla. Are you serious? Every, yeah, all of it is vanilla. I know it's ridiculous. I can't believe I just said that out loud. I just don't you know, like it. 
he said in the inter- he said in the interview that vanilla is the kid's flavor. So I guess you're the kid. Have you ever had the chocolate with the coffee on top of it, like an affogato? Oh, um, like for dessert? Yeah. Or yeah, I think I had that at uh, at Alewife for my birthday. Now that you mention it, I think. And speaking of Alewife, oh my gosh. Okay, t- can, let's talk about a couple to go things before we let all these. Things. I, want, I want you to see a picture of this. Hold on a second. Pie, brownie, pie. Brownie pie. God, it's like she read your mind, Scott. It's like she read your mind. Uh, well, there's no more left in there. Well, I told her I was going to say something for, for, for breakfast on Monday morning, so I'm going to be eating eat this for breakfast as well. Let's get, so I just want to make sure we get this straight. So Amanda, yes. who is the pastry chef from... I think she's the sous chef. The sous chef at Alewife, not the pastry chef. Yeah, I don't think she's the pastry chef. I think she's, like, oh. cooking fish all day. Well, she's, that fish cooker knows what's, what's up with sweets. She has turned her apartment in Richmond into a bakery, basically. Nice. And, and is just pumping out cakes and cookies and pies for people, small orders. If, uh, I mean, I did fat rabbit cake. From fat, fat rabbit. rabbit. What is it? What is the cake? The cake, it, we, did, we got a salted caramel chocolate cake. Mm. And it was pretty much... And this is, I rarely say stuff like this, but it is one of the best cakes I've ever put in my face. <laughs> and it, it, was it big? Was it a two-person? Was it a, a four-person? So you can get a big one or you can get a little one. And she says this would feed six to eight. But really this cake would feed... Roby and uh, Ryan? For like five weeks. Wow. And where is Fat Rabbit? Remind me. She's out. She's a bakery. Um, she's just Ellen Hopper is her name. She just bakes her own stuff. She does. She was doing the um, desserts at Hotel Green and a couple of other places, but now she's just yeah selling that what at she Fat can. Rabbit on Instagram. It is Fat Rabbit Cakes. I took a very long walk with Ryan to like shake some doldrums. They didn't really help me. I got hair everywhere. I'm gonna try and make a mistake later. I don't think that's gonna help either. Um, You're gonna try to make a mistake. Yeah, you know, like cut down a cow. Oh, make him a steak. Yeah, no, not I make, make a mistake. I should make a mistake. Make a mistake. Oh, no, I was no, like, no. oh, that's interesting. I wonder what kind of mistake you're going to make. No, like make a steak for Ryan because he likes steak on Sundays. Like, I'm going to get really drunk and make a mistake. <laughs> you know what? I'm asking for it today. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up for us this week, Scott? So people have, have things to listen. Are you going to, are we going to do a live on Thursday? I think we should do a Facebook Live on Thursday after work. Maybe like a happy hour type event, perhaps. We can, sure, we maybe can we can get a couple special guests to pop in. I have someone in mind. I'm going to ask this special someone this week if, if he or she will be available. Uh, I'll, kinda... I'll, I'll bring some, some liquor people to the table, too, so we can at least pretend to have a cocktail. All right, let's do that. Thursday on the Eater Virginia Facebook page? Thursday, 530 5.30 works for me. 5.30? Perfect. Perfect. All right, great. Well, then... Ruby, it's good seeing your face. It's always good seeing your face, Scott. Stay safe. You as well. I'm going to get some more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm out of coffee. <laughs> this episode of Eat It, Virgi- Eat It Virginia... <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia... <laughs> No!
Oh, God, no.